I'd like to focus on our first reading this morning from the epistle of St. James. And uh, one line in particular. Submit yourselves to God. He says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, uh, it's clear here that there is... um, a resistance that we have got to put up against the devil, and that implies that there is a conflict. And if you read all throughout the Bible, it's very clear there is spiritual conflict between uh, the saints, between those who are called to be saints, such as ourselves, and unseen spiritual forces, demonic forces, demons. Uh, St. Paul says that our struggle... Our conflict is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers and the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And uh, so it's important to understand that there is this reality, there is this conflict. Uh, I can imagine it would be spiritually disastrous if a Christian went through their whole life and never th- was aware of the fact that there is such a thing as demons who tempt and who go about the world uh, seeking the ruin of souls, as we pray in the, the St. Michael, the Archangel prayer. Uh, if you never thought about this battle that's going on, you probably would lose it, I would imagine. Okay, so, so the way to win the battle is not to just kind of push it off outside of the purview of your mind and your considerations, but to think about it, take it seriously, and to see what we can learn from our tradition and from the Bible uh, about this conflict. Now, it's important. I think one of the first things to know is when the when the demons are after us and they they want to they want to basically ruin us and damn us is what they want to do, um, because that's their fate. They know it, and they want to take down as many people as they can along with them. Uh, but it's important to know that in this in this conflict, they do not really know us uh, in, in a very deep way. Um, God knows us from the inside out. He knows us internally. He created us, and he moves our will from the inside. And it's uh, God knows us in a very, very profound, deep way. The demons don't know us that way at all, even the slightest bit. They're more like uh, scientists who perform experiments, okay, and they, or, or better yet, doctors who they're trying to diagnose something and they test this and they test that and they see what the response is. So the demons, uh, they don't know us from the inside out. They, they don't, they don't have access to our thoughts per se. Although they're very intelligent and they can make inferences on the uh, on the basis of our external uh, motions and our facial expressions and things like that, uh, they can make inferences as to kind of like what we're thinking. And uh, each one of us has a, a predominant passion or weakness, um, and uh, they can kind of test that and sort of figure that out and play us. But their access to us is completely. Uh, external. And uh, notice here, though, going back to this passage from James, is resist the devil and he will flee from you. Flee. Think of the enemy fleeing from someone kind of in a, 
in a position of, you know, like a, a dog running away with its tail between its legs. So in this conflict, it's also encouraging to know that we can overcome the devil, we can overcome the demons uh, who assail us, and we can actually put them to shame. Now, they don't experience passions in the way that we experience them because they're non-bodily realities. Okay, They're pure intelligences. They don't have bodies. And the vast majority of our emotions and our passions are rooted in our bodily nature. So they don't have that. Nonetheless, there is certain higher spiritual uh, experiences that they have of suffering and of shame and of disgrace and dishonor. And they really do feel that. And there is a kind of an anxiety about them that they have. They want to overcome us. And they don't know if they are going to overcome us or not, because they don't know the future. Only God is uh, has f- perfect foreknowledge. And uh, they're in this struggle. They want to overcome us. There's, anx- there's anxiety. And then when they're defeated by us, they experience a kind of a shame. Uh, and this is how we understand all the Psalms. There's innumerable Psalms if you go through the Psalm. Uh, book of Psalms. We hear passages like this. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice, because I am shaken. So whenever the devils, the demons, successfully tempt someone and lead them into sin, there's a kind of a rejoicing that they experience. But then conversely, when we, through prayer and through humility and through the power of the cross of Jesus Christ, overcome them and we're onto their wiles and their tactics and we evade their attacks and we successfully resist their temptations to anger or uh, greed or lust or whatever it might be, um, we have overcome them. And so we hear from other psalms as, let them be put to shame and confusion altogether who rejoice at my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify themselves against me. That's Psalm 35. Psalm 40. Let them be put to shame and confusion altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let them be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire my hurts. And what's wonderful about this when we can envision the Christian life in this manner is it makes sense out of a huge amount of the Bible. Because we see in the Bible constant amounts of warfare and what seems to be kind of like violent language and enemies and conflict and overcoming our enemies and rejoicing in the fact that we overcome our enemies. And when we understand that the scriptures, properly speaking, are talking about our conflict with the demons, as St. Paul says, our, our conflict is not against flesh and blood but against spiritual forces of wickedness. When we understand that, we can see uh, that for, as far as human beings are concerned, no one is our enemy. There is no human being on this earth, not a single one, not a terrorist from the Middle East, not a person who wants to rob us, no one who is our enemy. But we are neighbors of one another, And we need to love each other. Even those who hate us, we need to love them. Because we're in this thing together, and our real enemies are the demons. So let's get the kind of battle lines drawn accurately here. No human being is our enemy. We have only love for them. 
But conversely, it's the demons who are our enemies. And by the power of Christ's humility and his cross, we can overcome them.